We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. At this point, we people didn't like what we said when we tried to point out how huge of a missed opportunity Ohio State was for the program on so many levels. There is no other, there is no other great win on the schedule. Notre Dame besides USC. That's it. That's the only great win that that's it. That's the only great win that's left on the schedule. Right? Okay, you beat Duke. All right. Duke would never be ranked higher than us. So that's the problem. Ohio State is going to be hanging over our head all season because we allowed mm-hmm. them. USC yeah. is over our head right now. And we can change that. So that yeah. makes the USC the only other win that's that's even worth crediting when it comes to changing the narrative of the program, making the the year that we had the year before worth it through our yeah. efforts in the off season because of the two teams that hold the weight over our season. Clemson don't even matter no more. Yeah, yeah. That just turns into another game we got to win because we're a better team. Yeah. I don't understand what you're saying, Ryan. Quality over quantity. Uh, what are you talking about? I may we be talking about quality. the schedule. <laughs> we hey, lost the Look. Man, look. This is when people start being homers. Because just because a team is ranked, like, okay, that's a quality win because a team is ranked, right? Which is funny because I watched an entire nation try to say TCU was trashed, was trashed when Colorado beat them as a ranked team. Like, nobody wanted to give Colorado credit for beating a ranked team that was in the teens. But I'm supposed to give Notre Dame credit for beating a team that's ranked 17. That's that didn't impress me. That's not impressive to me. That was the highest ranking I have. Like, all year. Oh, that's, if they impress you, that's fine. You're not impressing me. 
when a team can come into your building and play a C plus D game and beat you. You're not that's that's unimpressive to me. Scoring zero I, points in the last two drives of the game. I, I need to see more. I'm sorry. That's just me. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. Notre Dame not scoring had more to do with their mistakes and their inefficiency than it did do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I see Tobias running by their DBs all night. Their DBs were supposed to be like, they're supposed to be the best secondary in the ACC. Tobias is running by their DBs all night. Chris Tyree is open coming across all night. Mitchell Evans is dragging the entire secondary all night. Am I supposed to be impressed? I wasn't. But the ACC is the worst. I'm not. Right now. And I'm not. The ACC is very weak this year. In very totality. Weak. They're weak. That's why Clemson's trying to go to the Big Ten. And Florida State trying to go to the SEC. They're weak. You don't see none of these teams other than Clemson and Florida State trying to leave the conference. That's because these other teams know they can't leave. Where's where's North Carolina gonna leave to? They would get destroyed outside of the ACC. Where's Virginia gonna go? Well, that makes North Carolina see. ACC is a basketball conference, so if we really be serious, yeah. ACC has a basketball conference. Mm-hmm. A lot of these teams don't want to move because of basketball, not because of football. Florida State will leave because of football, because you know, and Clemson's basketball team. Come on. Clemson's like, we want to, we were a football driven school now. Mm-hmm. We want to go play football competition. All these other basketball teams that, that don't want to leave, which is good for the ACC of basketball. We love it. Mm-hmm. But they won't break up that basketball thing for football. Louisville's like, we, we cherish our basketball team way too much. We don't care about no Jeff Brom. So when it comes to these basketball schools, that's why we 30 and 0. That's why we 30 and 0. These are basketball schools we whooping on. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. So Duke is no different than the rest of these basketball conference teams that we're playing and the teams that are not no different. They're no different than Syracuse last year. Syracuse, another basketball. Syracuse man. this year. It's like all these teams jump up. Their coach does a good job. Yeah, Duke is so they got they're such a good team that Mike El- Elko was probably bouncing this year for another job. Probably to a football school. Like Mike Elko knows he's maxing out. There's this is no max out year. Mike Elko is not, he's he's a very smart man. He knows he's not winning the national championship. At or challenge at Duke or challenging or contending for a national and, 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 and I guarantee you, if he end up if he if he end up beating Notre Dame, you would have heard him leaving before the bowl game. He would have had another job lined up. Heck, game day asked him about the Michigan State job while he was on set. <laughs> I'm like, yo, how disrespectful are you all just gonna be? That's your boy Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is bug wild. He just flat out. Like, yo, who's the next head coach of Michigan State? Pat McAfee just straight pointed at this dude. Like, <laughs> I'm like, damn. This, this dude has a game tonight against Notre Dame. Like, <laughs> you remember when Seth the Entertainer <laughs> was talking about the joke? He was like, you going to ask me that in front of my oh, wife? <laughs> you just going to ask me that in front of my wife? Like, that's how Mike Elfell felt. Like, you just going to say that in front of the fans? Like... <laughs> It's crazy. But so as much as people true. trying to build up Duke, and Mike Elko was about to bounce, man. If Michigan dude. State called that brother, especially at him beating Notre Dame or something, he would have hit the deuces real quick on Duke. You think he going to stay? My question is, you think if he had a choice between Michigan State, USC, or even just a, a Wisconsin or something, Bro. he wouldn't dip on Duke? Listen to this. If that man, do you know how bad the Michigan State program is right now? Mm-hmm. If that man leaves Duke for Michigan State, that tells me everything I need to know. Yeah. Michigan State has a chance to get a five-star. Duke never has a chance to get no five-star football player at Duke. Never. Drake May got lucky. North Carolina got lucky they got a five-star recruit there. Because Drake May's brother plays basketball. That's the only way they got a five-star guy over there. Julius Peppers, guess what? Five-star, but guess what? He played basketball there, too. 
All I'm saying. So he's like, right? I goes yeah. like, that's your lineage. A bunch if of we, basketball players. Notre I'm Dame. Like, Notre Dame is not even. They're not on Ohio State's level. They're not on Georgia's level. And I will say this again. Notre Dame has won 30 consecutive regular season games against ACC teams. Against basketball schools. 30. The conference is super mid. They're mid. Like, do not be fooled by the score of the game last night. Go watch the game. Take, take the two consecutive drives that Duke scored and watch the rest of the game. And you'll see the talent deficiencies, you, like, dude, it's bonkers. It's really bonkers. So they'll probably play a game, close game with Wake Forest. They'll play a close game with North Carolina. I'm telling you, watch out for this drone kid from Virginia Tech. That'll probably be a, a tough game for them. And it's not a, how do I explain this? I think we said it during the week. That game told me more about Notre Dame. This year's team told me more about Notre Dame than it said about Duke. Coming off that emotional loss. Left, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. If Notre Dame had played Duke any other place on their schedule except the week after Ohio State, Notre Dame kills Duke. Yeah. Notre Dame really battled with themselves that entire game. For sure. They battled with themselves, the emotions, everything. And it had nothing to do with Duke. Had everything with recovering from Ohio State. It's like we had residue plays at Ohio Absolutely. State that we didn't call. And so he was like, we still got this half a sheet of plays we didn't call versus Ohio State. Let's run that first half of Duke. Because it didn't look like we, like we were intentional and scoring a lot of points against this team. It looked like we had plays left over from Ohio mm -hmm. State. We thought that strategy worked. So we could start off with that and then add some new stuff in the end. That's lazy. Yes. I didn't I didn't think that we actually were game planning to score no points. I'm like, we just running stuff that we know can get us some yards. It was almost like Notre Dame was like, we don't even need to use our stuff. Yeah. That's like, let's, like, let's save some stuff for USC. We can use our basic stuff to win this game. Our basic stuff is giving 14 points. 
you see defense coming out there every week. Yeah. As much as we complain, they giving stuff to quarterbacks that are supposed to be highly rated problems. Gave CJ a lot to look at. Made this Riley kid resort to running around like a chicken with his head cut off. We already know what happened in, to North Carolina State's whatever quarterback. He got worse as the game went on. Oh, he's awful. His performance <laughs> against Louisville, he's awful. Brennan Armstrong was awful. He got worse as the he's, game went he's on. Watching awful. So we just and what was that, that Riley? Remember the oh Riley Leonard doesn't turn the ball over. Well, Xavier Watts changed all of that. Shout out Xavier Watts played ball last night. Oh yeah. He was another one that played. I'm ball telling you, ever since that USC game where he showed out, I said, "Oh yeah, he's he's finding his role for sure." So, yeah. yeah, we was in a lot of opportunities where the defense is gonna show up and give these quote unquote top quarterbacks the business, and yeah. I think that is a great measuring stick to see who you can take serious as a quarterback or not. Yeah. Brandon Armstrong, I'm not taking serious. Riley, this Riley kid, I'm not taking serious because at the end of the day. You're going to go against teams outside Notre Dame that don't provide the same coaching strategy, coaching scheme defensively. A lot of these teams are headstrong on what their systems are. That's easy to beat. But when you're beating a team that's actually scheming against you, how do you look? And Riley doesn't look great. So I think that's where the difference lies against certain defenses you can really determine. Like remember, Alabama was a great measuring stick for quarterbacks. Yes. Ain't nobody beating Alabama's defense. But the ones that did clearly had great success afterwards because they're like that. Left, I have a reference. You remember when Justin Fields caught that heater in the middle of the season last year? And after that New England game, Justin Fields started putting on shows, right? And remember when the Philadelphia Eagles walked in to Soldier Field and, <laughs> just, and Justin Fields put up like 38 points on the Eagles? And they talked to all the Eagles players after the game, and the Eagles were like, yo, he, he can play. He's nice. But what do you think about the Bears? Uh, they're not good. Like, the Chicago Bears almost beat the Eagles last night. I mean, last year. That's why I say you can't – the scores of games in a tight game – Nobody care about the score being 21 to 14. Nobody care about that. Duke is like a level and a half below Notre Dame as a Two team. Levels. Two levels. Because they I don't even have Because their recruiting isn't even compared to us. So nah, they can't even stop overstating what we saw last night. We saw Notre Dame. Duke left two field goals on the field, right? That's six points. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame left a minimum of 17 points on the field. Minimum. Minimum. Notre Dame should have easily had 30-plus points last night. And I'm talking about that, and that had nothing to do with Duke. I'm just talking about pure mistakes, inefficiency. Pure mistakes. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Oh, Duke was so tough. Their game plan. And that game plan, Notre Dame left 17 points on the field. Yeah. That had nothing to do with game plan. Notre Dame was inefficient and didn't execute. Period. Period. 
And if Notre Dame executes against Louisville, they're going to spank Louisville. Man. Louisville struggled with Georgia Tech, man. Go watch the game. Georgia Tech just got beat by Bowling Green this weekend. What are we talking about? Notre Dame and the rest of the season is all about them. That's it. That's it. Now, we need to question whether or not they have some health issues. All of these injuries with Matt Bayless leaving right before the season starting is, yo, what's going on? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely uh, good and bad with Matt Bayless leaving as, as abruptly as he did, but you know, we have depth to be able to to manage, you know, what we're lacking in that area. And I think uh, it goes back to Marcus Freeman getting the control of his whole operation instead of just parts of it. Yo, before we go to the grades and get out of here, left, I'm going to have to get on my boy one more time, bro. Uh, I, it, who? It, is it, it Chase hangs. Claypool? Is it no. Chase Claypool? No, no. Yeah, we, we'll save Chase Claypool for the petty train. But I'll is- tell you this. <laughs> Chase Claypool is not lying. He ain't lying, but he ain't bringing his head. He ain't doing enough on his end for that to be. Yeah, he's the wrong person to be yeah. saying that. <laughs> That's why Justin Fields should have stood on what he said the first time. But we'll get to that. But, no, it pains me to get on my boy Marcus Freeman once again, bro. It does. It does. This man came to the post-game press conference and said he wanted Aldrich to go down at the one. I wanted no parts of Spencer What? I'm sorry, bro. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You would much rather see Spencer Schrader jog on the field than to see Aldrich estimate score a touchdown? In that situation, come on, come on, coach. Coach, he saw coach. Mike McDaniel's interview was like, Let me try that humble pie out. No, we didn't score no 70 and got humble and didn't score the uh, most ever. This we man, literally boy, had to score to win. He act like he got Justin Yoon in the back pocket or something. Yeah, you didn't see us just blow that easy field goal right there. You talk about, Yeah, I want him to go down at the one. Why? So we we scored on brand. That's an on brand way of scoring. Audrey has to be running the football when it matters. I'm like, wait a minute. So you we're gonna try and, and then they asked Aldrich, like, did you have a thought of going down? He was like, no. He should have said, hell no. But coach said in this press conference, coach was like, Yeah, we practiced that. Like in that situation, we want to go down at the one. What? I don't believe none of that because we had 10 guys on the field at the last play of the game. Bro, you you real petty for that. <laughs> no, for real. Like you we real petty for that left. You real we petty for that. For that, there's no way we prepared all of a sudden to go down like we go down at the one yard line. Yeah. Bro, look, man. I don't A, man. A. These press conferences are not looking good for my guy right now. They're just not. We need Jack to get back in that writer's booth. Said he sent him some good ones because he hurting me right now. Man, I look. Are you kidding me? This dude breaks away for a touchdown. Go down at the one. 
what? Yeah. And Notre Dame ended up covering. You know we will. It's a beautiful thing. Ties. We got some ties with some people. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I I had to mention that before we switch over to the grades, love, because I'm like, I don't know what Marcus Freeman is talking about, bro. I don't either. Like that is he absolutely. Want, it, he he think he gonna get a good stewardship award at the end. I don't that's know, not bro. Gonna help. That's not gonna help him play for coach of the year. Coaches of the year don't act like that. We come back. It's grades time. Lucky Luffy podcast. We spin it different. Welcome back, Lucky Luffy Podcast, post-game. Notre Dame defeats Duke 21-14. It's time for these grades, Luff. Sam Hartman, what's your grade for Sam Hartman? I'll give him a C. I think, uh, you know, it reminded what, me what of- was What was the grade before the 4th and 16 conversion? C. Okay. Because once he... Got the four for 16. I'm like, you better have gotten the four for 16. Like, what do you mean? Like, you you making it look like you at Wake Forest or something. Like, you need to be in close games with every team that you're playing. So, I was just upset we wasn't able to, to score like we should have, provided that we had a better player to help us do that. Yo, people giving out Fs? Come on, man. Let's see. Offensive line, look. This should be interesting. I gave an offensive line a, a B. Just because our offensive line deserved to be for me because we won, number one. Number two, to win the game running the football late required everybody on the O-line doing their job, coming in the clutch, and we know that our offensive line is the reason why we're not only in games, but we have a chance to win games. Hey, man. I think they need to be, that old line needs to be dropped a whole letter grade. To a C? Hey, man. Dwayne Carter picked Zeke Carell up and just threw him into Sam Hartman, bro. That did. That's, that's, that just snatched, man. That, that 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 didn't put that didn't win you over too much, huh? man. That was woo. Have some pride, man. It's bad enough you get snapping fractions, and then you get embarrassed. I thought the offensive line held up. Sam had time to throw last night, bro. And Duke had to do the most to apply pressure. You do got to do a lot. They send exotic blitzes, all type of stuff. So. All types of stuff to get pressure. So, man. Woo! Wide receivers left. Now, you, this is greater on the scale because they were short numbers last night. I give them a, a C plus. I think, you know, it's super egregious to give an offensive pass interference on the the drive to go win, super egregious, when we didn't need to because we were better and bigger than the player we did it against. So the confidence is – the C stands for confidence, so we need to gain more 
and have a bigger confidence about us in the receiver room if we want anything better in terms of impacting the game moving forward. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Yo, that cat Mitchell Evans for two straight weeks. Been a dog. Man. Bro, and then Rico in the fourth quarter of games. Yeah. Last two weeks, he's been, he he has that confidence because he doesn't know what he doesn't know. Getting it done. Uh, Running backs. Running backs give us a B plus. You know, obviously, without them, without them, we can't do much. And I think them just being a constant threat, uh, they'll always be a B for me because teams got a game plan all week for that. And you never know when we'll strike and we'll strike when the iron's hot. Iron got hot when we needed a closer and Aldrich's our best back right now. And, you know, he put the team on his back. You know, I don't I think if, if it wasn't him. Honestly, I don't know who it was going to come from because our receivers wasn't coming up with the clutch moments like I felt like we needed them to do. Hmm. Aldrick was a little, he tiptoed too much last night, but I also believe the play calls were too slow. They were just slow developing plays. And when you have a defense, defensive line crashing the middle, you either need to hit them with a quick play up the middle or get to the outside, bro. It's one or the other. So I think it was they didn't really give Aldrich the best play calls for him to take advantage of things. But, hey. Yeah. Defensive line. I thought they played big out cross play big. Um, I felt like we were a constant nag to that Duke offense. I give them a B plus. Um, had some sacks coming from some guys that mm-hmm. were unexpected, but they caused havoc. So they were a good reason why Duke didn't put up many points in the game. So I give them a B plus. On top of how across for two consecutive weeks, John the Baptist played his butt off. He played his butt off. Um, linebackers. This left, if you give anything higher than a C. I give him a D plus just because 
Can't give him an F because he won. D plus because I feel like they're the reason they even scored. Uh-huh. And also because of a D because this is the second week where in clutch moments where we need you to be an A, you leaving too much to be desired. And we got guys on the roster in that position that if you, in my opinion, if you throw out there, they can give a better effort or make something at least of an impact play bigger than what the guys we have playing are doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I will give him the same grade. Last night was the, uh, that was the tip of the iceberg for me, bro. You know how the, the, the you know how the tip of the iceberg sticks out of the water? Yeah. But, but it alerts you to be able to scream iceberg to the people driving the boat. I'm screaming right now. Like, iceberg. Iceberg. Like this. But that's we where you that up. In certain spots, though, that's where you show the difference in our program. Quarterback, yeah. linebacker, an edge rusher, mm-hmm. and a receiver are the four spots that if you got a legitimate better team, those are where those areas are going to show. Mm-hmm. I was Alabama linebackers, when they're going through their run with Dante Hightower, Ruben Foster, guys that – yeah, they when you play them, that's that's why you're not getting a lot of points. Them linebackers mm-hmm. in, are, are real. You go to quarterback when you have played a team that's like that, and they got a quarterback that's like that. It's gonna be hard to beat. Mm-hmm. When you got an edge rusher, gonna be hard to beat. So linebacker is a position that if you have truly the better team, that's where it shows up because the plays that they make. On a day in the day out, maybe not the the plays, mm-hmm. consistency between drives, and just the 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 non the things they don't allow to happen. Run after contact, run after catch, stretching drives out, making them work for everything. That's because the linebackers are being dominant. When you don't have that Clemson, when they were really good, yeah, it's underrated. Their linebackers are really good as well. Yeah, they were specter. Um, number 10. Yeah, them linebackers, they about, the yeah. All-Americans up front in the D-line, those linebackers were a, a huge difference maker yeah. when it comes to being that dominant team year in and year out. Yeah, And for us, we're lacking in that aspect on a consistency impact level because it's always apparent in the games that we're close to about to lose or losing is, man, I wish we had more from our linebacker position. Yeah. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Um, secondary. Got to give them a B plus. I mean, they play a factor in, in, in making it hard for a team to find quick points because yeah. they can't just bomb us all day. So when you can't bomb us all day, you got to really put together drives. It makes it a lot tougher of a, a situation for you on offense because you still got two guys that will make it hard just to be able to convert certain third down. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, Duke tried to go at Benji early. Nah, that was it for that. I will say this. Later in the game, I don't know if anyone noticed this. It seems like Thomas Harper was benched after Notre Dame gave up the second touchdown to Duke. 
because he didn't stay in his man-to-man coverage when Duke shifted, and that's how um, the receiver ended up wide open. And you can see him when they had to go back on the field after Notre Dame took the lead. Sam Hartman is standing there, and Thomas Harper's on the bench pouting. Just pouting. And I know uh, the drive where they got the stop that led to the pooch punt. Christian Gray was in on that drive. Clarence Lewis was in on that drive. So they must have been really upset with Thomas Harper after he gave up that touchdown. After that Ohio State game, everybody's on notice. And you just got a short leash. We can't have performances like that. Thomas Harper being a transfer really ain't got no room to be messing up like that. And, yeah, that's what happens. Lucky Lucky Podcast, last but not least, your grade for Jared Parker. I wish I could give him a T for Tommy, but, you know, I mean, I give him a – I give him a straight C, man. I think it was just a very C performance, yeah. underwhelming due to the fact that you left a lot of points out there and that, you know, it wasn't as effective your play calling as as it was in the first three weeks. Yeah. You don't you don't go averaging forty seven points to just dropping off like that. Yeah. So there's gotta be something that you're not doing or you stop doing to make us look so drastically different in a short amount of time. And Al Golden. I gave him a B last week, I gave him a B plus this week. I mean, you know, you're holding teams under twenty. College football, you should win them games. Yeah. I mean, period. <laughs> it's college football. If you can hold a team under 20, you should win them games 85% of the time if your offense is worth anything. And for us to have all the guys we have on offense and come up with a total of under 40 points in the last two weeks, it's just it's t- it's, it's tough to watch offensively, but – for the other two teams, both are highly rated, quote-unquote, offenses with decently quarterbacks. For us to give up as many as we did just shows that, yeah, we may be mad at Al Golden for not recruiting great, but mm-hmm. he knows how to game plan against teams week to week. Hey, let me tell you something. When I tell you he had Riley Leonard in the blender, yo, they were showing blitz, dropping into cover two, dropping into man under. They went cover three out of a blitz. He didn't know where to throw the ball after the snap of the ball. He had no clue. if we had some nasty D-line. That's why they had. He probably would have had so many more turnovers because he's holding the ball. Man. So. Definitely got to give him a B, but it would probably be an A if the offensive blunders didn't overshadow what they've been putting our defense in positions of, of being like last line of defense or all or nothing. And finally, Notre Dame recovered a fumble. Finally. They finally recovered a fumble, bro. Finally. So, look, that is the way we see it. Notre Dame now goes on the road to face undefeated Louisville, who's coming off a close win against North Carolina State on the road. We told you Brennan Armstrong was awful. 
boy Nate was facing. When, oh, when he was facing uh, Notre Dame. Nate Moore should definitely be starting because yeah. Brandon Armstrong is is really bad. I'm just going to say this left as we get ready to close. It's a lot of talent in college football. If you got an opportunity to watch football yesterday, it's some talented players. Bro, the two running backs from Ole Miss. As much as you don't like Brian Kelly, LSU has like three wide receivers that are like dogs. Dogs. Jalen Daniels. Even though he took a hit. Do you remember when uh, Dr. Strange, doc, the movie Dr. Strange? Yeah, blasted back. No, no, no. You don't know. It was actually the Hulk that got blasted back when he look, went looking for Dr. Strange. That that hit on Jalen Daniels where he fumbled. That that kind of looked like that. Yeah, so, I mean he got blasted. I mean, he, like he got blasted back in time. And it was pretty bad. Just yeah. But once again, of course LS, LSU loses and Brian Kelly throws his players under the bus. I mean it's clockwork. Well, you know, good old Brian is not gonna change. It's clockwork. Alabama, their defense, their defensive backs. I, that, that lets me know how good Texas is offensively because they made Bama's defensive backs look bad. But left Pac-12, that Colorado game, talent all over the field, both sides of the ball, both sides of the ball. Makes me wonder what the game would have looked like if Trav had been in the game. Um, yeah, exactly. Ew, Washington. Washington State. Just, man, it, it's a lot of good football, dude. And on top of that, let me tell you something, bro. For two years, we had to listen to Notre Dame fans tell us that Michael Mayer was better than Brock Bowers. He's not. Hey, man. Hey. Brock Bowers is a dude. Like a dude, dude. And he doesn't look like it either. He just man. a looking guy. Go out there be killing, dude. Look like Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey mixed. Man, it's cat. Yes, against yo, he just took the game over against Auburn. Like he was in the, he had to be in the huddle looking at a Carson Beck. Like throw me the ball. I mean, this dude throw. is this dude is like legit, like a like a superstar, man. Man, He's legit a superstar. Throw me the ball. Don't look at anybody else. Throw me the ball. He's like, listen, make yourself make change your life. Throw me the rock. Change your life. Don't even quit acting like a quarterback. Be my personal mail deliverer. Mm -hmm. Send me the rock. We didn't say Michael Mayer wasn't a dog. He ain't Brock Bowers, dude. He's just not. Michael Mayer's good. He ain't Brock. You're not going to have to wonder why he's dropping in the draft. Let's put it like that. A lot of people was like, why is Michael Mayer dropping? 
Brock Bauer is not going to have to worry about dropping anywhere in the draft. You don't have to worry about Oregon State tight end sneaking up and being the first tight end taken. Brock Bowers will be the first tight end. <laughs> and, and arguably the top five player taken. Yes. 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 Hey, and the way Mitchell Evans is playing, he's putting up Michael Mayer numbers. Mitchell Evans is going to find his place right where he should, second, third round. It's yeah, he's going to be that. He's going to be that. He's going to be that Cole Komet pick. Yep. I just yep, hope he's, he's better than Cole Komet. <laughs> Here you go. That cat Cole Komet is mid, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but hey, when you get to that level, you're on your own now. Yeah. You can't ride no offense around you. So that's it, man. We hope you guys enjoyed our version of a post-game show. Um, yo, we'll hear from Marcus Freeman tomorrow, and hopefully what he has to say is much better than what he said after that game. It's like, go down at the one-yard line? What? You don't need the lot of kick it, Marcus Freeman. You're already in the Oh, man. Man, tell him, Kendrick. You don't need to lie to kick it now. <laughs> take your take your good little tight win and and say you should have scored more. Don't say you should have went down. Oh no, we ain't scored enough to feel comfortable to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> if all Jagasame had gone down, boy Vegas would have sent a hitman at Marcus Freeman. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Freeman mysteriously be out of a job for real. <laughs> Hey, for Malik Zaire, Sean Davis, man, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Lucky Lefty Podcast as we start to face what's next after a very courageous and emotional win for Notre Dame against Duke. For left, I'm Sean. It's Jets Chiefs on right now. Enjoy yep. the rest. Of, enjoy the rest of that. Make sure you spend it different.